All right, let's jump in here. We can get this going. We'll start class with this. No, not that. Where is it? This. And one, two, three, go. It's not up there. And oops. And ready, go. Thank you. You got to get the uh, original Galadriel, right? Here it is. Oh, is there another version? The world is changed. I smell it. I feel it in the water. I feel it in the earth. I smell it in the air. Much that once was is lost. For none now live who remember it. began with the forging of the great rings. Three were given to the elves, immortal, wisest and fairest of all beings. Seven to the dwarf lords, great miners and craftsmen of the mountain halls. And nine, nine Wait, rings here you were go, ready? to the race of men who above all else Desire power. That is how you should say power for the rest of your life. But within life. these rings was bound power. strength and will power. to govern each race. Woot woot! But they were all of them deceived. No, shoot! For another race. Oh man! What's up with that? In the land of Mordor, in the fires of Mount Doom, the Dark Lord Sauron forged in secret a master ring to control all others. And into this ring, he poured his cruelty, his malice, and his will to dominate all life. I guess One we should start class. To rule them all. Ah, jerk. Well, who does that, right? First off, who starts class early? Sorry about that. <laughs> Thank you for tracking with me. But look at this guy, right? He's like, I'm a cool angel guy. I'm really powerful. What a powerful ring. Right? If we were in the story... And if cool angel dude, Melkor, makes all these powerful rings and hands them out, seriously, who wouldn't take one? I mean, I, I'd take one. If you could be more more handsomer and more beautifuler, although maybe that's not possible with some in the room, right? But like, if you could be a better athlete, if you could be better at math or better at science or better at your homework, I don't know if we could be a better singer. Probably not. <laughs> but like, if you could do what you do better with more power who would take a ring come on let's go in the story who would take a ring all right and if you wouldn't okay i get it some creepy angel dude handing you a ring fine most of us would eagerly accept being more powerful right yeah and back when i used to spend a ton more time on some of this stuff when it was an english class we would unpack this concept because we realized the concept of rings my little in the workbook the little Worldviews are all little rings. Eh? 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 No? And so, can you picture the enemy handing out worldviews? Right here, what about this? Like, materialism is really powerful, or 
Idealism is powerful or monism. Look how powerful this is. Because isn't it powerful to be able to answer questions for people? Isn't it powerful to be able to help people make sense out of their life? Right? And so I like the connection here where this big bad dude is handing out these rings of power, these things that will make us more of what we want to be, more powerful with answering questions or worldviews, but all of them were what? Deceived. <clears throat> I got tricked. Because what comes with that power from that evil dude was manipulation, control, dominance, tricked. He's turning them into his slaves. And if you're like, well, why don't they just get rid of the rings? Well, who are you going to give it to? Here, little brother, an evil ring. You take it. Like, that's not very kind, is it? And so there's this sense of, like, you don't want to just throw it away because then someone else might get ensnared. And who are you going to give it to? So what's, what's the option? Hold on to it like like the Gladriel and the, the the elves are like I'll just I'll just hold on to it don't let anybody else get it I'll try to use it for good the problem is that it's corrupt so eh. right the ring race ended up just in liking the power the dwarves got too greedy right and you're like and eh, now that the elves realize the only way to deal with this is to leave like I just I gotta go or <laughs> right I think it's interesting I'll hit play here in just a second or some of them. What was that? Yeah, they do. They went. <laughs> Don't tell it. <laughs> but like, or we can fight. We can fight against this darkness. It's called the land of shadow, right? The land of shadow. Fight against it for freedom, uh, for life, to go against this evil power. And now you can see how this epic adventure story really points us to what story? The one that we're in. That's, that's today's class. I'm going to spend about a half an hour or so looking at what we can do with some of this stuff and try to unpack this concept of myth and stories. Let me pray, uh, and we'll jump in. Lord, thanks for getting us here today. Thanks for these really great stories and just the beautiful power of story, what it can do um, inside our imagination and our hearts and minds. Thanks for Lewis and Tolkien, his powerful poets and storytellers, um, and so many others. And thanks for the opportunity to be in this class. Thanks for Jeff Brooke and the worship today and just really great, inspiring opportunities here at this school to draw near to you. Thank you that we can approach your throne boldly. So, Lord, I ask for help today. I need your help to teach this clearly. And uh, pray that you'd give us understanding, maybe even inspire some of us today for your kingdom's sake. For your glory. Praise in the power of your name, Jesus. Amen. All right, ready? One by one, the three lands of Middle Earth fell into the power of the ring. Power, she said it again. But there were some who resisted. Read Academy Warriors! A last alliance of men and elves marched against the armies of Mordor, and on the slopes of Mount Doom, they fought for the freedom of Middle Earth. Oh, 
But the power of the ring could not be undone. Easier hard to fight against the darkness, to fight against the shadow, to fight against materialism, or idealism, or monism. Easier hard. Hard. Paul says, you woke up in a battle today. I hope you got your armor on. You're in a battle. When all hope had faded, that Isildur, son of the king, took up his father's sword. Ooh, son of the king, father's sword. I like that. peoples of Middle-earth was defeated. Nice. Go team. The ring passed to Isildur, who had this one chance to destroy evil forever. How's that sound? But the hearts of men are easily corrupted. Only men, right? And the ring of power has a will of its own. What? Got a will of its own? Alive? It betrayed his evil. And some things that should not have been forgotten were lost. History became legend. Legend became myth. I'll put it back on. Let's pause it there for a second. That might be one of my favorite lines in the entire trilogy. Which is saying a lot. But when I, I think about it, I think about that line... I think Tolkien would have been like, yes, yeah. And Lewis, they'd be like high-fiving in the pub, like, they got it, they got it. I want to make sure we get it, right? That's part of today, like, history became what? Legend. Well, what's a legend? Kind of a tall story, an extended story. You know, that legend, that Jeff Brook is a legend, right? It's real, but we kind of, woo, they go big, right? Legend becomes what? Myth? Well, I've been around the world sharing stuff like this, and I ask audiences, what's myth? It's not just here. Um, Germany, they gave me the same answer. Like, what's, what's myth? What kind of story is a myth? Thank you. That's the word we, we're looking for. Not real. And that, that's not bad, right? It's not, the definition isn't, it's not that myth is awesome, it's just not what? It's just not real, right? So, 
this is what I want to leave you with. This, this concept is our closing concept for this course. And actually, some of you have noticed, I've been shifting on the fly a little bit. I'm really glad how it's landing with the way that the lessons are unfolding. I'm glad the Book of Acts quiz is on Thursday, actually. Because I want, I, I'm glad these lessons are right before that. Because when we say myth, we often think story that's not true. Well, why? Why do we say that about fantasy stories and big mythical stories? Because what happens in them? Hmm? Crazy stuff. He both said crazy stuff, right? Like, yeah, crazy stuff, weird stuff, fantastical stuff, magic. And, you know, Harry Potter is a fantasy story because there's all this magic and wizardry stuff in it, right? And so what has happened is the mythical stories, the fantasy stories, are the not true stories. And we live in the real story. And we watch those, we read those, we look at those to kind of escape the real story. Like, oh, wouldn't it be nice? Or that's really cool, right? And this is where, just to lean right into it, this is where Tolkien and Lewis come in to play. And, and really the tour de force, like the power of what they're offering us. We have a chance to stand on their shoulders. And what was happening, someone coming in? What was happening in the culture when they were writing is more and more and more and more people started saying, the Bible is just another one of those myths, those legends, those fantasy stories. It's fine. It's a good story. Cool stuff in it. Some good teaching. Cool characters. Talking donkeys. You know, people getting eaten up by fish and puked up on land and fire from heaven. You know, guy walking on water, virgins giving birth. Cool fantasy story, right? And actually, now we're at a place where the majority, a great majority, maybe could I say most of the people on the planet see the Bible as what? A myth. Yeah? Now, that makes people nervous. That makes people a little scared. For Lewis and Tolkien, rather than leaning away from it, rather than trying to defend it, and I'm going to encourage you to do this. You don't have to, but I do it. When someone says, man, that Bible, that's such a good mythical story. It's a really good fantasy story. I'll say, you're right. It really is. It's a great myth. It's awesome fantasy. Because it's which fantasy? The true one. It's the real one. Lewis coined this, it's the true myth. So yeah, there's a lot of myths out there. There's a lot of fantasy stories out there. Those are all though fantasy stories that point to which fantasy story? The one we're in. The true one. If you did your homework by reading the book of John and the book of Acts, what do you find happening in that story? Crazy stuff. Virgin giving birth. Angels flying in to sing to shepherds. <laughs> Dude walking on water will feed a whole crew, crew of people with a lunch. Hey, shut it. He calms a storm down with a few words. Like, what? <laughs> Who does that stuff? If you were walking around with Peter and Paul and Silas and Timothy, James and John, those guys in the book of Acts, your life would feel like what? Come on. 
a crazy fantasy story, wouldn't it? They're like taking handkerchiefs over to sick people. They're like popping up and they're coming back. Some dude falls out of a window and then they, he dies and they pray for him. He comes back to life. Philip, like, hey, let's get baptized. Ethiopian dude, he gets baptized and then, he finds himself in another city. Like, what? what? Teleport or what, what happened? Mary Poppins, you know, like, you read that story. No wonder people are calling it a what? A myth. Because it what? It is. It sounds like one. Does that make sense? No, so there's a risk in calling it the true myth. That's like calling it the true lie. Well, that's actually what Lewis realized. He'd always thought it was a lie. He always thought it was a made-up story. And then he comes to find out that it's what? <laughs> oh, it's the real one. What? what? It's the real crazy story? The real story that I'm in? I'm in that story? No way. Right? Are we tracking? So I used to think that this was really complex and really hard and I would spend about a week trying to wheel and deal and work and teach and help kids wrap their brains around it. And now what am I realizing? After seven or eight years of trying to really help us figure this out, is it really that complex? No. You're either going to see your life as the true epic adventure fantasy story or not. You get to pick. But when Christ says the kingdom of God is here, the kingdom of God, what kind of story is the kingdom of God? Crazy awesome story. My artist friend Jack Burgess said, as an art teacher, if God were to make some art, it would be what? Yeah, how good. Awesome. I mean, if God were to make art, it would be God's art. It would be awesome. right? And then he's like, and you are God's poema. You are God's art. So you guys are what? You're awesome. And you get a lot of flack for telling students that they were awesome. And I'm like, but they are? <laughs> like, we're God's art. God doesn't make sucky art, right? So then look at it like this. If God were to write a story, if God were the author of a story, author of a story what would the story be like? Awesome? It would be the coolest adventure, epic, fantasy, amazing romance story ever? Well, yeah, because it is. Because we're what? We're in it. That we're in the story that God's writing. And if God's writing a story, it's going to be what? <laughs> awesome. Are we tracking? Now, you don't have to track. You don't have to think this way. But honestly, I'm finding it really fruitful to help more and more people understand what Lewis and Tolkien and Chesterton were really trying to do. How do I wrap my brain around seeing my own life as connected to the stories in the Bible, particularly the book of Acts, and I'm in that story. That is the design. So let's do, let's do something real quick. Ready? We'll line them all up. Line up some of your favorite adventure heroes and epic fantasy story characters. So we got Gandalf, Harry Potter, Luke Skywalker, come on, Batman, Superman, Spider-Man, Maximus, Aurelius, Decimus, Maximus, Decimus, right? Come on, right? Like, line them all up. Line them all up. Everybody got them? In the front of the room. All of those fantasy characters. Line them up. That's already Jesus versus Gandalf. Who would win? No, I mean, I'm not joking. Like, really, who, who's more powerful? Who would win? Jesus. Jesus. Okay, so uh, this is going to be tricky now. Gandalf versus Superman. Ooh, is anybody listening? Yeah, see, yeah. Now, Superman versus Jesus. Who would win? I know you're just like, oh, Jesus. No, I'm being dead serious because this is a really big deal. 
would Jesus be able to beat Superman? Could Jesus beat Batman? If they had to fight each other, could Jesus beat Harry Potter or Luke Skywalker? Like, who would win? For uh, We're lining up all the fictional characters. Who would win? <laughs> Jesus, when you stack Jesus up to all these fantasy characters, make him a fantasy character. Make him one. And he'd, he'd what? He'd kick all their butts. No, like, he's awesome, isn't he? Just as a fantasy character in a fantasy story, Jesus is what? Super cool. He's really loving. He can calm. He can control the weather. He can fly. He can walk on water. He can make food for people. He can bring people back from the dead. You can kill him and he comes back to life. Like, super cool dude, right? Okay, so ready? If I were to make a school, and I'm like, I want to make a school and have the students come out like a superhero at the end. Could I, in DuPage County, make the Gandalf school? I like Gandalf. Could I make the Gandalf school? Well, it's a high school, and by the end of high school, when you graduate, you're going to be like, you're going to get a, you know, a white staff, a white, you know, that robe and a staff, and you get to be like who? Gandalf. Would that be cool? What if I really spent the money to do it? To try and make people like Gandalf. How would it go in DuPage County? I, I hope some of you are still tracking. Do you see where this is going? If I were to make the Gandalf school based off some fantasy character, dude, I mean, it'd be interesting, maybe, but like I'm going to graduate kids who are like Gandalf. If they really weren't wizards, that would be what? Kind of a joke or maybe really cruel. Does that make sense? What if we made the Harry Potter school and we were going to make the school of wizardry in DuPage County? If the kids who graduated senior year couldn't do what? Wizardry, that'd be kind of a farce, wouldn't it? Then they, they all have their little wands and they're walking around and they've got little zigzags on their heads and they're just like, it's all what? Fake and lame? So if we made a high school based off of a fantasy character and at the end, they, the students who graduated really weren't like those characters, it'd be a silly school, wouldn't it? What, who, what character are we trying to base our school off of? I'm not sure if you're aware of this. My job is to help you be like who? Jesus. That's what it means to be a disciple of Jesus. <laughs> Wait, what? You guys did the lineup and you said that Jesus is more powerful than who? All those fantasy characters. Is, is he real or not? If he's real, awesome. Then how powerful is he? Super powerful. What, what's our goal? What, what, what am I supposed to be doing with the students at this school? To help you be like Jesus. Not just talk about him, but to what? How's it going? <laughs> you see what's going on? You see why some of us are frustrated? Or why sometimes the Christian school feels like a farce? Because if we're not really making real disciples, what are we doing? That's like when I stuck my kids up on stage. And I had them dress as Superwoman and Superman. If I just had them dress up for fun, that's cute. What if I told them they're supposed to be like Superman? Then I better train them to be able to do what? What Superman does. Does that make sense? Well, are we just dressing up to be like Jesus? Are we just wearing the costume around? Or are we actually trying to be authentic, real disciples of Jesus? Which means 
when he says, you're going to do greater things than I do, that's the plan. In the story that I'm writing, you guys get to be like me. Heal the sick, raise the dead, cast out demons, bring my kingdom into this kingdom of darkness, kick out the darkness, take care of widows and orphans. Ready, set, go. And by the way, can you do that if you don't have any superpowers? I, no way. There's no way. So, oh, I know that. So here's what I'll do. I'll give you not just a superpower. I'll give you what? My power. <laughs> How about that? I mean, if I'm going to ask you to be like me, I might as well give you power like me, right? How are we doing? Are we tracking? <laughs> I think that's why C.S. Lewis and J.R. Tolkien were so adamant about this. You guys, come on, seriously. Why in the world did Harry Potter go all over the globe billions of dollars later? What do little kids see in that story? They want what? They want to be like, they want to be a wizard who does cool things and is on a big adventure. Why is Star Wars, billions of dollars later, we watch Ray learn how to use the Force? Because there's something in us that's innately ingrained in us to realize that we aren't just, we don't just want to watch a fantasy story, we want. We're in it, we're part of it, but we were designed for this. That's why these fantasy stories are so intriguing, right? And I don't want to say to Anne and Eli, we'll just dress up today as Superman, but put the, co put the costume away. To me, that would be the bad dad, which ironically, that's been called the good dad. Stop pretending. Now just be your normal self. What I'm trying to do is dress up as Superman. That's fun. We're going to learn how to do more than what Superman did, right? <laughs> Which, by the way, I need to figure this out myself, don't I? Like, I'm on this journey. I'm realizing I basically have missed it for a long time. How are we doing? We okay? It's, it's, I love watching our faces right now because either Mr. D has completely lost it and now he's officially taking us all off the cliffs of insanity, right? <laughs> Or now we understand why Tolkien writes Lord of the Rings. Because we watch that big battle in there to help us realize that we're in a what? Big battle. And there's supernatural, funky fantasy stuff happening in there because it's designed for here. I actually think one of the reasons why Harry Potter is so, so popular, and it's in the backdrop of Star Wars, it's in the backdrop of Lord of the Rings, and in the backdrop of Narnia, but in Harry Potter, I it's not as much backdrop. What's a muggle? Yeah, just a human who just what? Just lives their life. Which, can you be that? Are you evil and bad and like, you know, on Baltimore or whatever side? Are you, you bad? No, you're just a what? Just a muggle. Which, can you and I be muggles for the rest of our lives? Sure. What's, what's the invitation? <laughs> Jesus is like, you, you can be a muggle. Hey, rich young Rugler, you can go hang out with your staff and just be human. Or you can come follow me. And, are you ready? Want to go on a big adventure? Anybody? <laughs> you can be part of this crazy, awesome adventure story that I'm writing. You want to you do it? I'm not going to make you, but if you want, right? Yeah. What needs to change? I, I, it's a, that's what Brooke was talking about. That is a great question. Does that make sense? And so 
that would be a great class, wouldn't it? <laughs> yeah, right? Wouldn't that be a great class? Wouldn't that be a great next step? What's this moment trying to get us to what? At least wake up to it. Like, oh my gosh, can I at least start seeing my life as epic adventure fantasy story where I'm allowed to wield that kind of power? Where the disciples were teenagers like you guys who he's like, here, have God's power. Go change the world. And they're like, what? And what do Peter and Paul do? They do it. Like, right? Or, or is the book of Acts just another fantasy story? That makes sense? And so you're, I'm not answering your question on purpose. That, that is the next question, isn't it? That makes sense? And that's where this class ends with, let's go figure that out. Does that make sense? And by the way, if we're going to be filled with God's power, with Jesus' power, then we better behave like who? Jesus. <laughs> Otherwise, ready? This is the beauty of the superhero comics. The superhero comics na nail this. The villains have just as much what? Power. Does that make sense? So just taking a human and making them powerful doesn't mean they're going to go change the world for good. That's the risk. If God's going to share his power with humans who are free beings and make them more powerful, if they're not loving, they're going to turn into a what? The villain. Does that make sense? And does it happen? Unfortunately, yeah. That's the big risk. Right? And so that's why you have a story like Lord of the Rings saying, watch out for desiring more power. Yet at the same time, power is needed to do the task, isn't it? That, that's a beautiful paradox. Great question. Other thoughts, comments? Is it, are we tracking? Making enough sense? So that's what we're doing then. Your final exam is, how do I, what story do I love? What big, epic adventure, really cool story that I've connected with, that I really like, and how can I take the concept of journey found in that story and, and realize that, that like, I can apply that to me. I can enter into this big, I can see my life as story and on a journey. And the hard things for the heroes, well, that's part of the story, right? That's part of the training, part of the growth, part of the adventure, part of the story. I mean, look at Paul. <laughs> Talk about story, right? Crazy cool stuff. A lot of it's super hard. But when I can see my life as adventure, that hard stuff isn't an inconvenience anymore. It's part of the journey. It's part of the epic. Fair enough? Okay, let me take another minute or two. Let's, watch, let's keep watching this because I want us to keep seeing how the story can teach us about our lives, right? And for two and a half thousand years, the ring passed out of all knowledge. Until, when chance came, it ensnared a new bearer. It ensnares? The ring came to the creature Gollum, who took it deep into the tunnels of the misty mountains. Uh-oh. And there... It consumed him. Look at him. It consumed him. I love that. Peter Jackson makes that actually look like a mouth. That makes sense. Brilliant.
I've heard, I don't know how many sermons on sin, the destruction of sin, sin leads to death. I've read books on sin, podcasts on sin, right? It can be powerful. It can be influential. It can help me learn and grow. When I saw this image, it really hit. That's a hobbit. How's he doing? It's a mess, right? So when I look at this hobbit and I realize that ring did that to him. And we learn how can I figure out what the rings are in my life so that I can destroy the ring before it does what? Destroys me. Look at this guy. That's a chubby hobbit. Interesting. He didn't lose his identity. He's still a hobbit. He still actually has his original name connected to him. He's not an orc. He's not a ring wraith. He's not on Sauron's side. He's a hobbit. It's just how's his quality of life. Yeah, it's horrible. I think like, so wait a second. I can call this entertainment really clever character. Thank you, Tolkien. Thank you, Peter Jackson. Give them the 10 bucks, read the book, watch the movie, walk away. But the power of myth, the power of these types of stories, is I watch this and that ring, which has supernatural evil power connected to it, but in an object, in an action, in a thing that makes me disappear, look what it does. It destroys him. And you know what? There's not a lot of things that will do that to you physically, to be quite honest. Meth will, sadly, teeth will fall out, mangle your intestines. You basically starve yourself to death. I would, I would say no to math if I were you. Disordered eating often misshapes human beings, right? And it's really sad to watch. There's other things that can do that. But what about when I actually understand the concept of story and myth, and I realize, like, that's what happens to my integrity when I cheat and lie. My integrity, Mr. D's integrity, turns into that. Or how about when I gossip and slander? What happens to my relationships? Or what about lust and pornography? What happens to your purity? On the outside, you might be fine. The purity is doing what? It's a mess. And you just don't, the image is so powerful. I've had lunches with pastors who have had affairs with people in their congregation or in their youth group. Their career is basically destroyed. Their families are a mess. Super, super painful. I'm like, I teach high school students. I talk about this kind of stuff. What's the word? What do you got for them? All of them. Tell them to deal with it earlier. One of them was like, make sure they start dealing with their issue in junior high. I'm like, I teach high school. I'll try. So if you don't destroy the ring, if you don't have to deal with the lust issue now, What's going to happen in 20 years? Little what? I'm not threatening you. I'm just saying. You just have to see how this works. Right? That image that for Tolkien, it's just so brilliant. And we miss it in Gollum. We miss that if we don't understand how to read mythically and realize that these stories are meant to point to what? The true story, the one that we're in. Fair enough? Even down to these other Bring things. To Gollum, unnatural long life. For 500 years it poisoned his mind. It poisons. And in the gloom of Gollum's cave, it waits. It waits. It abandons him. Darkness crept back into the forest of the world. Rumor grew of a shadow in the east. 
whispers of a nameless fear. Fear. And the ring of power perceived. Shadow. Its time had now come. It abandoned Gollum. But something happened then the ring did not intend. It was picked up by a high school student. I mean, a hobbit. Creature imaginable. <laughs> a hobbit. Bilbo Baggins of the Shire. So great. And what's a hobbit? Not the size or the shape of the character of the hobbit, but these. This people group that's kind of unrecognized, undervalued, pretty simple, pretty basic. Shape the fortunes of all. There's going to be a time when a bunch of high school students shape the fortunes of all, a.k.a. the disciples, a.k.a. who? Who can truly change the world, like for real, for real? Well, we're designed to do it. We're meant to do it. So I think so many of us look at these big epic stories. Gladiator, you know, the, the Braveheart stories, the, the Batman, Superman, Harry Potter, Star Wars, these big stories where these little characters change the whole world. Well, no, that's, that's the point. Like, it really is the point. Jesus is like, hey, you fishermen, let's go. Ready? We're going to change the history. We're going like, to change the nature of planet Earth by teaching people about the kingdom of God. And have they done that? For real, right? And actually, we get to do that as well, if, if you want. That, that's the invitation. And so I love that, that fellowship of the ring. He can't do it by himself. He's going to get a group of people together, all different types of people. We'll get to those lessons later. Thanks for listening. I know that on some level it sounds really, really crazy, right? It sounds nuts. In the other classes, I was like, I'll go get my guest speaker, Gandalf, out in the hallway. He can come in and explain it to you. And if I'm like, you know, no, Gandalf is out there, what would you do? Yeah, no way. I mean, it'd be cool, but he's not real, Mr. D. I know that. Like, I, I know that. I know Gandalf's not real. The key here is I believe in someone who's more real, more powerful, crazier than Gandalf. Even just Elijah is that, let alone who? Jesus. Right? <laughs> so he was like, I'm not trying to convince on one hand. On the other hand, it's like, do we really believe in this story for what it is and what it's calling us into? And we get to be a part of it. We good? I think that that takes a mind shift. For some of us, you're kind of already there. You want to be there. For some of us, we're like, I don't get this. Uh, Mr. D, you're crazy. Like, yeah, I am. I know I'm crazy. <laughs> I get that. What I found that really helps is to start trying to take these stories that are all out there, these crazy cool stories, that point to our story and start identifying with it, right? Start making the connection. Because once we start doing that, someone in the last class is going to do Shrek. Like, that's so awesome. And guess what he'll find out? In Shrek, there's a talking donkey. Well, in the Bible, there's a what? talking donkey <laughs> and in finding Nemo they end up in the belly of a whale and it transports them to where they need to go and in the Bible that actually like that really had like right like see what's going on like I think we'll just start realizing as we make these connections to all these fantasy stories that we're in a crazy cool story
That's the invitation from today. So you got about seven or eight minutes left in class. I will explain things as best I can here, but before you leave, I want your note card. Okay? I want your note card, and on your note card, I want name, period number, so we're period, what is it? Period five, name, period five, and your ideas of what stories you're gonna use. So what stories you're gonna use? You got about seven or eight minutes. I'm gonna talk over it, right? If you have any questions or concerns, let me know on your note card. But I, like in the workbook, if you were to turn to the workbook, you will see that Act 5, Unit 5 of my workbook, it's called The Unfinished Story. Life as Epic Mythic Adventure. Does that make sense? And so you and I are in that. And so how can I help you understand that that's part of it? It's once we get beyond the pipe, once we get beyond the picture of Jesus into the real Jesus, and we meet the real Jesus, he's going to do well with us. Take us on an adventure, right? That's the goal. So in here on page 152, I've got Bilbo's poem and Much Afraid and Her Journey uh, from Hind's Feet in High Places. And I've got these pages on mythic literature, right? I would encourage you to read them. I've chopped out the week-long lesson on this, and I just did it in one class period. Does that make sense? I'm like, here it is. This is the way I want you to try and see life and to connect the dots with the book of Acts. We will, after the Acts quiz, look at some of the quotes on page 156 and 157. It's the quote, uh, quotes on myth for class discussion. And then you'll see, I'll talk about Silmarillion later. We'll look at Riddles in the Dark from The Hobbit, which is super fun. I already did the lesson on that journey stuff. Things that we will all encounter on our journey. I even gave you the morphology of the folktale by Prop, where he defines all these different things that are in every fantasy story, all the folktales, all the Star Wars movies. Harry Potter has all this stuff in it because that's what makes for a great story. And it makes for a great story because it's what? It's what we find in our story. So the actual final exam, if you don't choose another story, if you want to use the one in the workbook, it's going to be on the Fellowship of the Ring, that first book of the trilogy. And I've got 15 things in here that connect the dots in that story that we can see in our own lives. The actual final is to find 12. So if you pick Nemo, you would watch Finding Nemo and find 12 moments, right? Got to start with the an -an 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 enemy, right? Start there. What's that like? What happens? And then boom, Barracuda, right? And then, and then, and then, and then, like the boat, and then, you know, the sharks. Fish are friends, not food. Right, and when you look at that, though, that's in the story, because Nemo has to learn that not everybody's real nice in, in the ocean. And there's sharks that want to eat him, right? Right. And in our story, do we have that? When you go off to college, are there going to be sharks out there? Yeah. Better be careful. Does that make sense? Like, and so some of you already think this way with story, and some of you need to be trained to start thinking this way and to really process it out. So I've got all these different ones, like what's your hobbiton? And so in class, we'll look at hobbiton a little bit and describe it. The way a metaphor works is you pick that key scene. You get to pick. You guys are fine with this. You can also look Google. The big famous stories have all this kind of timeline stuff. But what's the scene? So the author puts it in there. What's the significance of the uh, location, the actions and characters participating in interaction with friends and foes, attacks by monsters or bad guys, lessons learned during the quest, 
in that moment, gifts, wounds, losses, victories, defeats in that moment. You describe the moment as you go. Pick 12 of them. And then after you do that with your story, what do you do? How does that connect with my story? I don't need a 10-page paper. I don't need some big video or a poster board. Of course, you can do any of that if you want to. If you simply fill out the, you know, the description of 12 things from that story and then make bulleted out metaphor connection to your own story, you get a what? 100% done. I'm already excited about what I'm seeing on these note cards. There's going to be some really cool stuff. Can't wait to see. Part of like, why did I not do this earlier? <laughs> this is what it is. This is the timing of it. But I'm super excited about it. Yeah. So the day of the final, that's when it's due. So what we'll do, it's kind of fun. I like my final. But for the final, we'll do care and share time. Everybody says share one maybe cool thing that they did. I'm not going to make you share. But like, oh, I did Nemo and I found this really cool connection with my own life. Yay. So we'll do care and share for 15 or 20 minutes. And then I'll take the last hour and we'll do the Ride of the Rohirrim in the last battle of Lord of the Rings and make some cool metaphors and destroy the ring and woo woo, it's super fun. So, anyways, yeah? Leave you, we'll end class with a bang, right? Great questions. Other questions on the, do we, are we starting to get this conceptually on what you're doing? So if you choose Fellowship of the Ring, I'm going to, especially next week, talk through some of these and kind of help you along with that It'll make some sense for you. So if you if you really are like, I don't know what I'm doing, well, then do Lord of the Rings, and I'll walk you through it, right? I just think pick your favorite movie or your favorite musical or your favorite novel and go for it. Have some fun. You get to apply it to your own life. Some of you are realizing, well, isn't this like my faith, my faith journey from the other class at Weed Academy? Now, keep in mind, did you already do kind of a faith journey? Yeah? Now, we, we're aware of that in the Bible curriculum here. That's the point. You started that conceptually back then, my life as a journey, my faith journey. What's this? This is that 2.0. That journey in the context of the big story connected with the book of Acts, this big adventure. I'm on an adventure, and it's going to continue as you head off into college or wherever you're going after high school. So don't think of it as redundant. We're building off of what you did earlier. I mean, even down to, like, I look at some of these, and Frodo gets stabbed, right, in Lord of the Rings. Well, you're like, yeah, maybe I haven't been stabbed. Well, if you look at every epic adventure story, the hero gets what? Wounded. Luke loses his hand. What's-his-face got the zigzag on his head, right? Shrek. Everybody gets wounded. You're like, yeah, see, I guess that's not really like the Bible story because Jesus doesn't get wounded, <laughs> actually. Jesus, as our hero, gets what? Wounded. We have scars to prove it. Actually, he dies. Again, right, those stories, we're all getting, we're going to get wounded on our journey. It's part of the journey, right? Have you gone to Rivendell to get your wound healed? Right? All right. Hey, nice job today. Thanks for listening. Hopefully you got inspired a little bit. Give me your card on the way out the door. I'll take it. I finished the cube today. Yay! Nice. How'd it go? It looks really good. Awesome. I recorded today. Today might be worth watching. All right. That'll make sense. I will watch it. I think it would be because it's explaining the whole fire.
concept of myth and story. Thank you so I'll get much. it to you. Bring, bring it to the last driver. Okay. Uh, Cheers. Thanks for getting it done. Oh, Thor. That's awesome. Lion King, Oh, yeah, very nice. Can't wait to see this. Yeah. Ooh, nice. Yes. 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 Harry Potter. How are we formatting it? Just how we want. I think. Thank you, bro. Oh, no way. Ooh, ooh, ooh. Nice. What do you got? I don't even know. Oh, this Ooh. is so hard. Fair feeler. Do you have to do it to like apply to your life? I can't do this. Did you want to do a project with me? Well, that, that's the beauty. I was gonna do a video. That's fair. You heard? Yeah. Uh, what is it? Cigaros. How how did I you not know do this cigarettes. earlier? This is so cool to see it all unfold like this. So wait, it's gotta apply to your life. Well, no, no, no. Start with just cool story, and then realize that the cool story applies to your life. You're reverse engineering. Okay. That makes sense. Is you? I'm trying to help you realize that your life is a cool story. So by looking at someone else's cool story, you'll realize, oh, that is. I'm in that. That kind of a concept. Like, I, you look at Lord of the Rings, you're like, oh, that's cool. Oh, I wish I could be Gandalf. And then I realize I'm supposed to be like Jesus. Well, I, I better get my game on here. Like, does that make sense? Like, I, maybe, I, maybe I'm identifying with Gandalf because I really should be like Gandalf. Like, not just pretend. Like, I really should be doing what Gandalf does. Is that, are we tracking? And so pick a cool character and follow their journey, see what stages of things are on their journey, what and things they have positives and negatives and the up and down of the cycle of journey, and then realize, oh, my life is going to be like that, or already kind of is. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I think for you, just unleashed, ready? Like I just took the, the leash off and just do whatever you want to do. Just, go, just be really super creative, and then we'll see what happens with that. And that might be even a new opportunity for future students. So just ready, set, go. <laughs> yes, Narnaya. Does it have to be a hero story? Well, what are you thinking? Thinking about some of the books that I've read. Like? Like Crime and Punishment. Oh, yeah. Well, that, I mean, that, that those are hero stories. It's not fantasy. And that's kind of where I was going to say it's got to be fantasy. I'm like, you know what, let's just do the concept of story. I just want us to start thinking about story. It's not a completely hero story, though. It's more of a villain story. Well, oh, I forgot. The Redentangled. There you go. I think that's the key, is there's redemption. So that's the journey, is the villain is on a journey and ends up having the redemption moment in the story. So that would be a perfect arc to it. Nice. Is this going to do a Bible story, like that. but that, that's so boring. I, I mean, it is and it's not. They're amazing. We've just done it a lot. I want yes. you to start thinking outside the box. So here's where the beauty of this. This is the first yeah, time I've ever done it like this, so try it. Let's see how it goes. This is and maybe we'll tell students, don't do those kinds of stories. Oh, it's Or maybe it'll be, oh my gosh, it was so awesome. No, that's a that makes sense. So yeah, let's give it a shot. Because it's so easy to memorize. I didn't want to look at it. Okay, gosh. What? Just my monologue. Are you today? I'm tomorrow. All right. Question? No, I get it. Oh, it's so good. It's okay. It's a work in progress. Someone gave me the idea, and I was like, wait, it works. But it totally works. Because they're all on journeys. And that's the thing. 
any of those stories will work, right? And that's the key. But yeah, any of these are awesome. Uh, I know. See, but now we once we start thinking like, oh yeah, they all fit. So pick pick one and go for it. Yeah, no, right? Like, That'd be great, yeah, like especially his journey, right? Yeah. Cool. All right, guys. Um, I was talking to my sister about you, Ashley, about you the other day. Okay. Because I just no, I was like, I was like, she remembers awesome. me, and and I was like, yeah. And she was like, oh, does he still teach that one year class? I forgot what she called it, but it was because you used to teach and like used to just like read C.S. Lewis books and like talk about them. Yeah, and she was like, does he not teach a class anymore? And I was like, I don't think so. And she was like, that was my favorite class. And I'm really mad that you don't teach it because I well, I would have totally taken it. Well, it's that. funny, that class is this class. Oh, you just changed it? Yeah, oh. so it is this class. Although, have you noticed, it, it, that she took it back when it was an actual English class, so it was getting literature credit. So what did we focus more on? We focused more on reading this right. stuff and then yeah. discussing it, and then we would bring the worldview stuff in. They decided that the worldview stuff was so essential that they made it a Bible class, mm. and giving Bible credit so we can focus more on the worldview stuff, and then we bring the Lewis and Tolkien. Gotcha. Okay, that's the, the transform. So you're taking that class. It's yeah. just it's, it's the 3.0 version yes. of it. Okay. All right. So yeah. Should we launch Thursday? We could try. I usually go home on Thursday. But why don't we check in? If I'm not going home, or we can maybe spend 20 minutes, give it a shot. Yeah. All right. Sounds good. Yeah, so like, you doing? Like Thanks for praying. I yeah. really pray. I'm actually, I'm not saying this just to say it. It really happened. I woke up this morning. Yesterday was a really hard day. I felt attacked. I woke up this morning. I listened to the Walk on Water song. Um, I'm processing throughout the day. <laughs> feeling pretty overwhelmed. I go to chapel. I hear this awesome chapel. I hear this song again. You pray for me. Literally on the way back in the sunshine, I just felt like I walked out of shadows into brightness. I felt so much better walking. I mean, I'm doing on the Alhambra Hotel. I'm doing way better. That's awesome. So it's like one of those like really, really. Thanks for praying. Yeah, that's cool. It's so cool. I. Yeah, it was just interesting to me. So I have like a tickle. No, I didn't order. <coughs> just like when you came back, I'm like, oh, maybe he's gonna like pray for me. And then like you guys were praying, I'm like, oh, oh, hey. like I, I don't know, like. It's just, it's just weird. Like I never really know what to pray. You know what? You'll get better and better the more you do it. But part of it is just listen to God and what He gives you to pray. Pray for Him. Trust Him. I also Josh and Noah came up to me. I don't know if it's like official or anything, but like Daily Truth. Yes. Yes. Are you interested? I am like, like stupidly interested. Yeah. I like really. Yeah. Okay. Good. So here's one of the keys. Will your parents support the concept of? What we do on the sailing trip, yeah. and what you know about the sailing trip. I told them the kingdom. I told like, them like that they invited me or whatever. I didn't know like if you yeah. did or whatever either. But like they they started like cool. Oh, oh, for real? Yeah. Okay, good. In a good way. Yeah. It's very, yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 So so here's the scoop. Let me give you. What, what class are you in right now? I'm a doctor. Okay, so we'll give you a pass. Yeah. Let me do something real quick. Um, we haven't really been doing anything though. Well, stuff. Yeah. Yeah. So I'll write you a pass, but the short word is here. And you know, I just realized we're recording. <laughs> That's okay. Uh, yes. No, we do. Wait, no, it's audio right now. Hi, woo, woo, fun class today. 